0: Hey guys, this is Greg with the Grindline Podcast, and I'm here to talk to you about DraftKings. With mobile betting now live in Michigan, it has never been easier to get in on the action and make those games mean just a little bit more. All you have to do is set your lineup, sit back, and watch your games. It's that simple. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion, that's billion with a B, to users across all sports. So work on filling that wallet today with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Brian, it has been one week and we have successfully lost Tyler again. So, I thought you,
1: I thought you were gonna bust out a song right there. No, <laughs> so it is gonna. It.
0: I'm not singing any Bare Naked Ladies right now. <laughs> I'm drinking an Oberon and this is going to be a smooth episode again because we've lost Tyler. I mean,
1: granted, in his defense, we are all sorts of fucked up on timing. Yeah, because we waited until the lottery, which we will touch on, which took place yesterday evening, which was Wednesday and timing because I mean, obviously, we typically try to record on a Monday. This past Monday was a holiday and I was pretty much passed out.
0: And again, we were waiting for the lottery. Yeah, that too. And then next week Tyler will say why he hates the lottery and how it is rigged <laughs> against the Red Wings. We'll get Even the recap. though this is, this has probably been the most fair lottery in my entire, probably in the history of the lottery. Fair, <laughs> main, I mean, of
1: course it happens in the year that everything is already crazy as it is, and we don't know necessarily what prospects may go where, and that's kind of what the the general consensus seems to be from some of the NHL management. Yep, but like. One team moved Seattle three to two. B- Buffalo kept the number one spot yet last year in a year that we absolutely needed the number one spot. What'd we get? Not the number one spot. Shafted. Fourth. Shafted. So yeah, a year it's this year. Very uneventful. Everyone minus two teams. Was it Anaheim in Seattle that flipped?
0: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two
1: and three. That's it. Yeah. Nothing else iserman's expression i think said it all of
0: me jim neal had uh probably what will become one of the best and max posted one of the best gifts <laughs> out of this whole thing is where he's like they're picked and he's like well i don't have to be here anymore he just flips his <laughs> headphones out and he's still wearing wired headphones <laughs> he just flips Unplugged them him, out yeah, yeah he's like i'm done jim neal has left the chat <laughs> so uh. like it was great and it's Ugh. just probably it's we're going to use for any time there's like mediocre news or news we don't want to hear. We can just play that Jim Neal GIF. Is there
1: a way to save GIFs? Uh,
0: yeah, there's some you way. You can, you can do it on the browser and you can right click the address. And there's some websites that will let you paste the address and download it to your computer or whatever. But it's a yeah. it'll be easily it'll be easy to find eventually. Oh, but I think we're just going to use it for everything.
1: I think we should. I think it really it would be fitting too. Yeah. Jim Neal, he, former Red Wing management. I think it'd be, see, it's it's appropriate in that sense.
0: Yeah, Jim Jim Nil, we can still kind of claim some some right oh, to because, yeah. yeah, I don't know either, but yeah. we can still claim some right to him because he is a former Red Wings executive. So I've always
1: said it weird like that. Actually, now that I think about it, I've always said it's is it Nil 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 N I L L like nothing
0: yeah, I know. like Nil I know that
1: Yep, Jim Nil
0: Jim Nil.
1: Yeah, I blame my my uh, Midwestern accent.
0: If, if there's anything you can blame, you just always blame the Midwestern accent. Yeah, it works. Um, but yeah, as Ryan said, there was only one. And, and we were talking about it on uh, I have in a group chat with some admins of a group. And he's like, wait, why is the why is the like the lottery results already up next to uh, them as they're reading the picks? And I'm like, well, that's because nothing has changed. <laughs> it's the first time I've seen no movement in like the first 10 or 11 teams, and like you said, the only teams to flip were Seattle and Anaheim, and I, I think that's probably your best-case scenario is that if any team were to get a better pick, just give it to Seattle. They're starting with nothing anyways.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm almost surprised they don't default. I mean, this will freak out everyone oh. if they did it. Like, default an expansion team with the number one pick?
0: I, wouldn't. I mean... I no. think three is fair. Three. Three is appropriate. Yeah, you're not starting because they do get their picks from the team True. now. Yeah, they they are
1: taking their picks from players. They are getting NHL level talent. Now, is it going to be good? We didn't think Vegas was going to be good. And now look where they are.
0: Well, yeah. So you look at it. They're drafting Seattle's drafting from other teams, literally. Right. So they've got years of tape on a lot of these players. They have the ability to figure out who would work well with who. And a lot of scouting that way as to where you can give them a prospect to maybe build their future on. And if they start at three, and even now with the new rules, the lowest they could have dropped was five. So if you're giving them a top five prospect right off the bat, they're going to get someone good to help them in the long run, along with whoever they pick up in the expansion, whatever deals they make to Mm -hmm. avoid certain players from teams. Right. That's going to
1: be the fun thing to watch this next month.
0: Well, here's the other thing, and, and we can touch on that, too, with Seattle and this kind of goes along with the the draft, is that uh, there is some word that the cap may not move for the next five seasons. Oh,
1: yeah, you mentioned that. Where did you see that?
0: Uh, Elliot Friedman had mentioned it briefly on 31 Thoughts. Did he? And the CBA does go for five more seasons, so there can't be a stoppage. Mm-hmm. And they can figure. They've already also been talking about maybe small shoulder patches or whatever on jerseys. That one, I will. I will flip the fuck out. Put but, it on the pants. Put it on the sure. Helmet.
1: If you touch the jersey, you've gone too far.
0: Make yourself a walking billboard for every. Start tattooing players before you change the jerseys. Mm-hmm. Don't touch them. But I think that if you see a Whoa. flat. If, if they say this season coming up, like, uh, hey, yeah, I mean, we're going to push it out for more seasons for a flat cap. Oh, that's going to raise some hell, man. Even word of it, even word of it is going to make some GMs start to sweat because they know they've got big players they're going to have to sign. They know they've got bad contracts they've already got. And they're like, well, maybe mm-hmm. I've got them for two more years of flat cap and then we go up. But if it's going to be five... Seattle is probably the team you're going to want to work with to get some stuff done to move some bad contracts because they have to reach, they're by no means going to be a ceiling team, but they have Mm -hmm. to at least reach a floor.
1: Oh, I think they'll get to the floor because you got to think about, I mean if Detroit, for instance, they go that route, they don't protect a Danny DeKaiser and Seattle's like, we need a a good stay-at-home type defenseman, they could sure. pick him up. That's, I mean, you start getting five million dollar contracts somehow, and yeah. this is where you mentioned the trades coming in and shit like that, making things more interesting, which will likely happen. So, uh, I, I think they'll get there pretty easily. But man, if they yeah. keep if they don't do anything with the cap, I'll be very amazed because you already see, I mean, Canada being the exception. Granted, they've got what five hundred people in their games, but. You've got near, near capacity in uh, Raleigh for the Canes, and Nashville is getting there. I don't know what's at Tampa right now. Uh, the Islanders got 12,000, even though I think Nassau only holds like 17. So they're, they're pushing up. So capacity and, and fans are coming back, which we know, as we've talked about, they need that gate revenue. So if that happens and is maintained and we're starting this season getting shit faced at LCA because it's a sold out crowd, then I think that the next two seasons you're, you're going to be okay. I I don't see how they could maintain. I think it's more of a threat than anything that if they can't have some normalcy in the, in the stands, then that may happen. But we could also see uh, on the counter to that, kind of like you mentioned, GMs are going to be shitting themselves Yep. So does that mean we see more trades and we start really bringing, is it a parody play in the NHL?
0: <laughs> they love that word. That is I one know. of the NHL's favorite words. Pa- We're creating parody guys. Uh-huh.
1: That would do it. Would Would it not having a flat cap? Gonna, yeah. It, you're going to see these bottom dwelling teams. I mean, obviously Detroit's there, but some of these teams that have, have sucked for lack of better words. So you're going to have Ottawa, Detroit, Columbus, all teams now being able to probably cherry pick some of this top tier talent yep. because th- these guys can't hold on to them. So,
0: yeah, I think that's a good point is that if you ever wanted to create parody in a league that Tim foil hat time, <laughs> not, well, it, I don't, I don't think they're smart enough to be doing that on purpose, <laughs> but if they were ever to create parody in a league, keeping a stagnant cap for over three years is probably the easiest way to do it because the lottery is creating false... Uh, it was creating false parity. There was nothing fair about the Rangers jumping up and getting Lafreniere. That doesn't create parity. If you wanted to make the lottery interesting, you keep it to eight teams. Sure, yeah. Or, but, or Yeah, and only let them move up a max of four spots or three spots or whatever. It, that's, that's the whole... They were saying, well, this creates par. Doing the lottery creates parity in the league. There's so yeah. much parity in the league. And then they look around and they go... Oh shit! There's like nearly no parity in the oh, league. Edmonton we're keeping the
1: lottery again. Sorry, guys.
0: We're keeping bad teams down, and we're mm-hmm. we're keeping good teams good, and it's it's not helping. And I guess one way to kind of flatten that out would be, hey guys, four <laughs> more years Jokes with of
1: you, sons of bitches.
0: <laughs> four more years with no raises. Have fun with your cap hits. Yeah. So like Toronto, like Kyle Dubas has to do something like that's going to be an insane problem. The Lightning are in a, a pretty decent jam right now. There are several teams that are going to have to offload some players because if if they even like I said even get word that uh, guys we might be looking at 5 years or 4 years then then they're going to they're going to start to freak out at least a little bit.
1: Mhm. I mean Toronto's got to re-sign the entire middle of their roster. Yeah. Now you got to <laughs> expect Joe Thornton's probably gone. Yep. But Spezza
0: probably gone.
1: But again, who I mean, your likelihood move maybe there. I could see that is where a Bobby Ryan situation could come into play. Sure, where he's taken, he's older, but not as old as Thornton and Spezza. Yeah, but you're gonna have to look at replacing guys like Galchenyuk. yep, Nick Felino if you decide to bring him back, which they probably can't because of the contract and the likelihood of him going back to Columbus is high. Yep. You know, they liked Wayne Simmons. You He'll know be gone. They, they know probably Mr. Journeyman at this at this point. Mm-hmm. But Zach Hyman, Riley Nash, like all these core players of this roster need a need a contract.
0: Well, yeah. And then, here's where you you get to the crazy part, too. If you look a little further out, if, if you thought, oh, well, the Cavs can be stagnant for two more seasons. I have a little bit of breathing room. But you're coming, you're coming up on 2022-23. Uh, you have to re-sign Morgan Riley, mm-hmm. um, Rasmus Sandin. You could, if he's as good as people think he is, and as he has shown at times in you in the AHL, um, and and you're overseas, he's a, he's an RFA. Granted, but you're not going to lowball one of the guys you think are going to be your star players in in 2022-23. Right. What what are you going to uh, do with Mikeev? He's making 1.6 million. He's at least due for double, going to be due for double what he's making in 2022, 23, and he is going to be a UFA. He's already 26, so Zach Hyman next season is a UFA.
1: Yeah, we haven't even talked about the fact they need a goaltender.
0: Yeah, I mean, mean, really,
1: Jack Campbell's their only guy under contract next season,
0: and Jack, I mean, was one of the best goaltenders down the stretch and in the playoffs. And he, but right now, and he's a UFA in 2022 23, he's only making 1.65 million and he's 29. Yeah. So it's they're going to be in um, some deep shit and they're going to have to figure out what they need to do. And that's where it comes in. And, and the lottery. Who's making uh, a trade? Yeah, I think this is where because Seattle moves up even just one spot. They can get some second-round picks. They can get some third-round picks. They can load up, and I could see by this summer. I mean, m- maybe Seattle has uh, gained five picks, gained six picks, and they may have a really solid draft.
1: I so say, what is? Uh, let's see here. Here's what I'm intrigued by. Who? Where is it? Where it is? There we go. Simulator draft simulator for Seattle. Oh, I don't know what I just did. Uh, Toronto. All right. So the exempt list, that's what I was most curious about, is Mikheyev, like you mentioned, uh, Nick Robertson, Abramoff. Uh, let's see, anyone else that's relevant? Lilligren.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. I got to pretty much protect, it looks like, the majority of this roster unless they're going to let most of these UFAs walk, which you would.
0: Which unless would you're going to fill what? one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten 10, 10 spots with rookies and low money signing UFAs.
1: Pretty much. I mean, David, so. Rittich, you're not protecting Riddich or Anderson, they're UFAs. So why would Seattle go after a guy or use their pick on a, potential expiring contract that doesn't even sign with them.
0: Yeah, and now I'm not saying that this was the year the Leafs had to win, but Mm -hmm. next year is not looking very bright and sunny based on contracts alone. So we'll see what happens there, and welcome to the Toronto Maple Leafs podcast. But we always come back to them as an example because they find a way to spend so much money
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then they're out in the first round and with not a very easy way to improve their team again, because they spend so much money Yeah, and it'll, it'll be really interesting to see what they do compared to an Edmonton who should be getting some contracts off the books and have some more wiggle room. They're not paying five, they're not paying three forwards over $10 million a season. Mm -hmm. So I, we'll, we'll see what happens there, but I think the other thing that it came down to is, is, like I said, this was the most one of the most fair lotteries. The Red Wings land at six where they're supposed to draft. Tyler, yeah. very angry. Oh, very
1: angry God. at that. See, that's why I wish he was on tonight, because he'd be losing his shit.
0: But that's where we were supposed to draft, and we didn't drop. This is like the first no. time if in we years. we would have dropped
1: two spots, like we all totally thought, or as Jen was talking about, we're going to drop to 11th because of the NHL. Just yeah, because no the Red Wings, whatever. Yeah. So but no, I mean, if that would have been the case, then that's where you can we can go back to the tinfoil hat routine, say that they've got it out for us. But now it just helps the we have good juju going in the next season's lottery. Yeah.
0: And I think that the tinfoil hats are now going to say that Buffalo just needed a way to keep Jack Eichel in town. Um, Jack Eichel is now going to have a number one pick playing with him. And, and whether that's someone like... Now, I wouldn't say if you're...
1: Yeah, but if are they going to be Buffalo, ready?
0: No. Uh, so, my take on it right now is that I don't think any... I would be shocked if anyone from this draft plays next season. Mm-hmm. Unless a team just like, like Buffalo feels pressured to play them because they were the number one pick. Right. Um, but... You're looking, does Buffalo? Buffalo's not going to take, like, um, I'm looking right now at McKean's. They have Maddie Benier, Beniers going number one from the University of Michigan, and he's a center. And, I mean, he'd be a great second center, but do they take someone like Owen Power to play with a Rasmus Dalian? So, do you get another great defenseman? Because, you know, and now Taylor Hall was not helping Buffalo whatsoever.
1: Which is incredible. I I really thought they were going to be decent this season. Everyone did.
0: Everyone did. But now they're going to get a good prospect, a really good prospect. Now, not a star, because a lot of the analysts have concluded that there aren't really any star players in their projected star players in this draft. Unless a lot of people would say that, yes, for could be a star goalie. Mm -hmm. But you're still going to get a quality prospect and generally in the first at least five you're looking at probably a top you're looking at a top six forward a a top four defenseman and and that's where you go from there so buffalo is going to get their pick of of everyone and is that enough to make jack eichel happy i guess maybe Does that make player Jack Eichel happy or does that make GM Jack Eichel happy?
1: I think it only makes him happy if that guy is in the NHL. If he's not, that means you know that they're going to be shit, which is the likelihood uh, at this point. But, yeah, I I don't, unless they make a lot of moves, which you thought, as we just said, that was the case this past season. This guy needs to be NHL ready. And they need to really make complete transformation of the roster, which I really don't see happening. But it's possible because of the cap team's cap situations.
0: Sure. I mean, Eichel is signed all the way through 2025-26 at $10 million a season. Mm-hmm. So, was, uh, yeah. Jeff Skinner is signed for all of eternity at $9 million a season. Shocker <laughs> that that
1: contract ended up sucking ass. He so one good season. Oh, let's pay him a lot of money. No, he shouldn't have done that.
0: Well, And they're still paying Kyle Ocposo $6 million a season for the next two. So mm. it'll be interesting to, to see what happens with Buffalo. And if that kind of changes the tune of some people, I probably won't. But that's, that's where they're at. They got the, they, were in last place, they got the first pick. That's how it should go. That like we were in last place, we should have gotten the first pick. And of course it happens the year after.
1: Right. For how hockey is, I mean, that really should be it. There's no reason it's not that way. I mean, the NFL does it. And you think for, if anything, the NFL, they could literally do a lottery system. And it would still be, you don't know how a team's going to do year to year. Yep. But the n h l they need to get away from what thinking that that's appropriate because it like you said earlier, these bad teams are losing out on top players
0: and staying bad and staying really bad because Muffled you up. rebuild through the draft, you build mm-hmm. your talent through your pool, and when but, your pool is a kiddie pool, uh it's not <laughs> helping you very much
1: i mean i Eisenberg made the comment it's you you know it's on them to, it's on a scouting department to make those good picks and he'll take credit for it. If it's good, if they if not good, he blames them. But yep. that's why you have the scouting that you do because the, but that's why, again, you go, if you get away from this lottery system, there's so much, that's a worldwide league. And that's why you see the parity and how close the games can be with like Montreal upsetting Toronto in the first round of the playoffs. Montreal even making it for that matter, Chicago <laughs> exactly. doing doing as well as they did with guys yep. that aren't Jonathan Taves. I mean, Kane had a hell of a year, but yep. no Taves. Th- th- that's because of the talent that's worldwide. Whereas the NFL, I mean, it's a smaller pool. Your majority ninety percent—that's a guess on my part. Don't hold me to it—are U.S. born players. Then the rest are probably from Canada. And they all come from from, from, college, generally. And they're 23 years old entering the league, which is what we see with NHLers typically, because that means they've got through their entry-level contract. They've had some AHL time. They've had time to grow.
0: I would say that football, and again, don't quote me on this, is probably much easier to scout than hockey. Um, because you're uh, literally at, at the top tier. Yeah. Yeah. You're literally basically scouting high school, U S high schools mm-hmm. and you're scouting, um, college. That's what you're scouting. Mm-hmm. You're not scouting five different Swedish leagues, two Finnish leagues, a hundred million, Canadian junior leagues, high schools, all these different places that it's why the scouting teams in hockey are so large is yep. because you've got to cover every corner of the globe and you got to remember all these kids. That's the other <laughs> thing. Right. Like, like, who the hell was that kid we saw in the Russia D-League on, uh, on August 5th in a practice against this other random team? It's like, who was that kid? So mm. I think they probably have Excel sheets upon Excel sheets of different people who they've scouted, but the process is insane and you rebuild through the draft and before we move into that, because our, uh, our friend over at The Athletic, Max Baltman wrote a, a good article on, well, the Red Wings aren't going to win the lottery, so here's how you rebuild without it. Do you think it was weird that they didn't drop the bingo balls on TV? After yeah. doing it, la- well, after
1: flubbing it last season? Well, did you see the shit show it turned into when they got to the Rangers ball?
0: And dropped it, and then the Rangers yeah. won, and were like, well, oh, loaded wow. ping pong ball.
1: Oh, weird. Yeah, no, I I don't, I'm not surprised that they completely went against that process, but uh, it does make you raise an eyebrow or four.
0: Yeah, because I like them coming out with the James Bond suitcase of bingo balls. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, I think they probably went, oh, well, we kind of, the first time, like, was that the first time they did the bingo balls on TV? Was that last season? I, I think my so. To knowledge,
1: it is. And, and I, they're
0: like, I, the first hey, time we hey. do it, we fuck it up.
1: Yeah and it was it some just, random person too
0: and he the second he dropped it wasn't he's it? like it,
1: was, it wasn't daily.
0: no no it wasn't it i it was some random dude and i the second that he dropped that ball he's like i'm a hundred percent fired i will never have this job again is the hard. worst day of my life yeah so uh the yeah so like i was saying max boltman wrote an article for the athletic that was basically about drafting while well, not winning the lottery and not getting very high picks and being able to still build a winner. And there was a couple quotes that I took out of it. Uh, one Max says, yes, Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog, Stamkos, and Hedman are irreplaceable for their teams. But mm-hmm. K- uh, Kale McCarr, Miko Ranton, and Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, and Andre Vasilevsky own just as much credit for these teams' juggernaut status to say nothing of Devon Taves, Sam Girard, Anthony Chiarelli, Ryan McDonough, and Mikhail Sergachev, among many others, saying that these teams that have people like the McKinnons and the Landeskogs and the Samkoses and the Hedmans wouldn't be where they are without the Braden Points and Nikita Kucherovs or the Kale McCars and Mika Rantanins. And that's the problem we see with teams mm-hmm. like um, like Toronto or we see with teams like Edmonton, Where they're not hitting in those late rounds, they're depending fully on their superstars. And when you're super, as we saw with Toronto, when you're Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner combined for literally like nothing, your team's not going to win most nights. And, And it's the depth that's built through the draft, finding those people like to say diamonds in the rough, though, as hard as it might be now when you've got scouts on every corner of the globe can still happen. And that's why they say you need to hit on one or two picks past the first round in order to build a good team through the draft.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before, like the depth draft picks that Iserman helped build in Tampa. That is where it's kind of the, the consensus that I that Max went to with his article here your. But Iserman
0: would say he's pretty hands off.
1: True. And then how yeah, and how they're picked. So yep. obviously, yes, he takes the credit, but he built. He knows that he has to build that team, as you said, of scouts that know what they're doing, know the players to go after. But he, I mean, he's also giving them guidance on what he, they need to be going after, what he thinks is an appropriate player, what positions be, he and, needs. Yeah, what he knows is going to help win the team hockey games down the road. And I think even I think McCarty made a comment on that uh, just the other day, like. He made, that Eiserman was saying those things even back when they were playing. Like He knows what they, he needs to win. It's yep. just a matter of getting those guys at the right time and putting it together.
0: And that's why he's but, the best general manager in the league.
1: Yeah, you could say it's right him and Sakic. That's the kind of the, the, the battle as we continue through. But the, the thing is, though, he has all those picks. He had those picks with Tampa, with Tampa yep. back in the day. Now, I don't know how it was the last couple of years without actually referencing it, but if you look at Toronto right now, we talked about their cap situation. I know we're still talking about them, but they have one pick in the first four rounds going into this season. They mortgage the their draft.
0: future to try to win now.
1: They try to do it now. They don't have a first round pick. They've got a second round pick, which we know will be a late second round pick. And then they've got, they've only got three picks in the 21 draft. They've only got three picks in the 22 draft. It's not
0: yeah. good. No, I mean, it's, granted, it's, it's bad. In, in, <laughs> it's the opposite of good, Ryan. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's not good,
1: Bob. It's uh, but, but no, that like that's where that's why you see when you look at Detroit, they've got five picks in the first two rounds this season. I get it, they suck, they are able to get these things because they suck, but that the value is there. Like we said, yep, it's an international league. There's talent everywhere. It's about fighting those right guys, and Detroit's starting to find those right guys, especially the last couple seasons. So you got guys like Bergeron making their way over. We know Raymond's going to be here. Cider. Granted, I'm talking, these are all top-tier picks, but you get my point.
0: Well, no, some are second-rounders, but the thing is, is is there were two... Well, Berger is like a
1: a late first-round pick, technically.
0: Two schools of thought. The one school was the Ken Holland school of thought that was, we suck, but let's trade all these picks to try to get into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And then there's the Iserman school of thought, which is, we suck. We need as many picks as possible to turn this around. Yeah. And it's building through the draft instead of building through free agency. You complete your team through free agency and trades. You build your base with draft picks. And and that goes to what he said. Uh, another quote from Max's article, and this was from Iserman's press conference. There's been draft classes in the last 10 years that we look back and we say, wow, at the time, a tremendous class and we're excited about all the different players. And you look back 10 years later and you go to review them and they weren't as good as you thought. So I've seen most of these kids in the top 10 this year. We think are in the top 10 anyways. I don't know what other teams are thinking. And you're going to get a pretty good prospect and go from there. And that's the thing is that as long as you're drafting in the top 10 in most drafts, you're probably getting a, a, a good prospect. Are you getting mm-hmm. the superstar? No. If there is one. Potentially not. Yeah. If there is one. And you're not getting what would be the consensus clear cut superstar now. Could Nikita Kucherov? I'd consider him a superstar player. He's a diamond in the rough. He's a diamond in the rough, and that's the kind of thing you need to find. And like I said, though, it's getting harder to find something like that. Mm -hmm. You once maybe once in ten years you have you kind of have to.
1: Right. Uh, You you absolutely do. I mean, that's where we hope that. If Bertuzzi would stay healthy, That maybe yep. he can. I mean, is he going to be a Kucherov? No. I'm going to say no, no, but you got to hope that he's getting himself elevated to not being like a depth role player. But I, to kind of to go along with the Max piece in and, and that, that realm of what we're talking about, like here's the quote, Detroit's five picks in the first two rounds this season will also give them the opportunity to develop that other quality the league's current Titans possess, depth. Yep, and not just in terms of bodies. The yep. Avalanche and Lightning have very good hockey players up and down their lineups. They not, may not be the sexy part of those teams, but it may well be what differentiates them from the other star-laden teams that haven't yet broke through. Toronto,
0: yeah, they do the job they're supposed to do, and they do it well. But they're, that's and it. They're also not destroying the cap to do exactly. it exactly, and they do it cheaply. Um, I mean, t- no,
1: I should take that back. Tampa, they're in trouble. But they've been able to get through because we know the oh they're circumventing the cap. No, they're following the rules. It just somehow it worked out that way. In regards to Stamkos and Kucherov both coming back right at the playoffs and then being way over the cap hit, but we know there's no playoff salary cap, so they are after the season they've got some soul searching to do and get some get rid of some contracts and some dead weight, which is where we could see the Seattle piece come into play. But still, they were able to the reason they're in this position is some of these lower tier guys that you could consider, I shouldn't say lower tier, but not top first round picks are playing above their potential and making the money worth it.
0: Yep. You need some of your picks past the first round to play like first round picks. Mm -hmm. Like you said with someone, Tyler Berduzzi is an excellent example, pick number 58 in the second round. I I could see people, there's several people that were taken in round one that, they should have taken Bertuzzi instead. San Jose took uh, Mirko Mueller. I, I'd play Bertuzzi over Mueller. Uh, Toronto took Frederick Gauthier. Calgary took Emile Poirier. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunter Shinkaruk for Vancouver. Uh, oh, Marco is. Dano in <laughs> Columbus. Yep. So, you know, Ryan Hartman in Chicago. Jason Dickinson in Dallas. Morgan Klimchuk in Calgary. Curtis Lazar in Ottawa there are people that I would take I would have taken Tyler Bertuzzi over several people in the first round mm-hmm. oh, yeah, and, absolutely and you need your your picks to pan out like that you need your guys some guys taken in the mid to late seconds or early thirds to play like a first round player mm-hmm. and that's how you like look at Carolina took Brett Pesci number 66 in round three that year um, that's he's playing better than a third-round player. Mm-hmm. You look at guys like uh, New York, number seventy-five, took Pavel Buchnevich. That's he's playing better than a third-round player. Uh, I love
1: that you just said Pesci too, because he just rocketed home to goal. <laughs> Is that why you said it?
0: No, I'm just looking at the Holy that I'm shot. looking at Birch draft, number seventy-seven. Pittsburgh took Jake Gensel. Yeah, Jake Gensel over several people in the first round. You would have taken mm-hmm. and Now he's
1: one of the top players in the league. I mean, I shouldn't say top players, but he's one of the guys that every team wants.
0: Yep, And you can even go down. And what's nice is that elite prospects will break down the draft and actually next to the people who are drafted show if they've played games in the NHL and how, and what their stats are. The LA Kings with pick 191 took Dominique Kubelik. 191. Kubelik has 84 points in 124 NHL games. So those that's kind of our point is that you need to look for guys who you're going to pick maybe knowing not so much about or saying this guy's got first round talent. If he can just hone it in a little bit, if he can work on his skating, if he can work on his stick work, if he can work on his defense, he'll be a first round quality player that I'm taking around two or around three. And that I think was what Steve Eiserman is really good at doing is identifying his positions of need, making some suggestions. And he even said, if, if the scouting staff gets it right, I'm going to take all the credit. If they get it wrong, I'm going to blame them. So
1: I mean, that's just how it is going to play out no matter what exactly the boss is going to get it or he's not. And then if somebody, if they're, not getting that credit that he talks about, then, hey, guess what? Their scout's getting fired. Yeah. Or GM's getting fired.
0: Yeah, and the, I think I just want to go over really quick around uh, – we like to use our friend Tony Ferrari over at Dauber for reference in a lot of stuff. And I'm going to give you his top ten as of March, Dauber Prospect's top ten. Uh, number one, Matty Beniers. Number two, William Eklund. Number three, Fabian Lysell. Jesper Wallstadt, Luke Hughes, and number six of the Red Wings would be Brant Clark, um, big defense defenseman who has been playing in Slovakia, has 15 points in 26 games. Uh, you that's, look just at, their
1: top, that's just their top six, not necessarily the mock, right?
0: That is their top six. That's
1: their, that's their ranking. Their ranking. ranking. As of March. As of March, yeah. When you're uh, looking at elite prospects.
0: Yeah. If you look at seven, uh, Simon or Simone Edmondson, same thing with Simon or Simone sense. Robertson. Uh, then you got Owen Power and Kent Johnson. Now Owen Power may have gone up, and there were some players like a Chaz Lucius who's been injured. Um, I think could go way up because if if the Red Wings want a center, Chaz Lucius could be a really good pick for a center. Um, and same with Kent Johnson from the University of Michigan, who's just showed out really well this season. He's got 27 points in 26 games. So I think if you're looking for another center to go behind Dylan Larkin or possibly in front of Dylan Larkin, depending on how they play, you're looking at probably like a Chaz Lucius or Kent Johnson there.
1: Yeah, I know uh, our our boy Mario, he texted me as soon as the uh, the balls dropped or the cards flipped, I guess I should say. Yep. He he immediately texted me Kent Johnson. That's his going for that center depth and trying to get a top tier center because you can play him anywhere. That's the that's why you go for him. Yep.
0: So it's easier to transition a center to wing than it is transition mm-hmm. to transition a wing to center. So that's where we're kind of at there. We have a few more pieces and dues to touch on tonight before we close the episode out. We're only at minute 40. So uh, the Red Wings had a minor signing, and I don't know how minor it is because it's still slightly mystical for me. The Red Wings signed Wyatt Newpower, a defenseman, undrafted defenseman. Yeah, great name, great hockey name. Wyatt New Power. Um, everyone immediately was like, "I guess it's better than Old Power." But uh, <laughs> he's a six foot, three hundred and ninety four pound defenseman who, this past season, played for the Cleveland Monsters, had ten points in twenty four games. But is he that was
1: one of those professional tryouts that they, they run through. Is that why? Uh,
0: they... No, you have to have a contract to play a whole season or to play What's a season. Oh yeah, I guess twenty four games. Gonna I mean, a P- PTO is going to be shorter than that. But he was undrafted, went to the University of Connecticut, put up solid numbers. I mean, he improved every year, uh, five points in 31 games, six points in 15, 14 and 34, 22 and 34. So he improved every year and then he went to the Monsters and played for a season and then the Red Wings signed him. So this to me and I haven't looked at the Griffin's roster situation and who is going to be leaving But I could see, uh, to me, what it looks like is a depth signing, a signing probably mostly for Grand Rapids, but a Hmm. guy that could fill in at the NHL level if needed. If you lose someone like a Dennis Chalowski to Seattle, or you lose or Lindstrom to Seattle, you have a guy that could fill in if needed because you know Lindstrom's not going to be an every night player, and given, I guess, how Chlowski's off offseason goes. And why is Mike Babcock on my TV? Uh, but given how Chalowski's season <laughs> goes, our offseason goes, you don't know if he's going to earn himself a permanent spot or not. Because he has previously and then gone to Grand Rapids every time.
1: Yeah, that, that one's tough. I, I, we need to get Jen on here to talk just straight Griffins. To see what she knows on her insider deals.
0: <laughs> we need our, our AHL insider. Jen, our AHL insider, we're going to schedule time with you before the draft so that you can tell us who's leaving Grand Rapids so we don't get too <laughs> excited when there's what Which, we think is a Red Wing signing and it's not. And
1: speaking of the draft, have you seen anything or heard anything from the wings in regards to
0: the watch party? So what I heard... Um, from someone who is a season ticket holder, so they just signed up for season tickets and there was mention of a draft party. Okay. And I'm not sure if it's going to be a season ticket holder event or if it's going to be open to the public. If it is open to the public, I will find a babysitter for that day and I will be there.
1: You would think it would be. It's going to be outdoors.
0: You would think, but... They're still, I think, trying. Well, no, by then we'll be back to full capacity on everything. I already are. No, July 1st. No,
1: for outdoor. Was it? Yeah, there's no restrictions to outdoor. Gathering.
0: Well, no. So the draft party did have some inside stuff because they can't well, fit it, everyone in there into the Chevy Plaza.
1: No. Well, everything. Yeah. They, everyone was outside. Last no, time. they had they some had, stuff. They had, the, they had the there were
0: people watching inside in the arena. Oh, there was there were. Yeah, they had it up on the big screen inside.
1: Uh, See, I thought there was only people were in there for checking out like, hey, go buy some seats.
0: No, we were inside or we were outside because it was nice weather and we were with Darren uh, up on by the stage. So that's uh, we're necessarily with him. We were
1: there. We were there and and he was also there. And (laughs) Also getting a threatened cease and desist. But that's
0: besides the point. Yeah, I think I'm um, next. Se- <laughs> next season will be my season tickets.
1: Well, ne- I'm really hoping they do the outdoor thing because we'll bring some swag. I think we should bring some t-shirts. Yeah, for hat. sure. Definitely get one to Darren. Yep, it's only appropriate that he has one. Maybe we can get some come together and create some new ideas before the draft.
0: Yeah, I think it'd be good, but I hope they have a party because I'm ready to get down there and see all you lovely will, people. I'll be down there in Detroit next and, Tuesday and drink some beer and uh, get drunk with all you Detroit Red Wings fans. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's the the draft will be interesting. But yeah, Wyatt Newpower will again. I'm it's a toss a up for me. It's he's tw- and he's only 23. Mm-hmm.
1: But so, hey, look at that. That's that's the
0: trend. But that's no, the thing, TV if right there's now. something there, if you even think there's possibly something there, and it's cheap, why not try it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at there. Um, I guess I really quickly want to touch on uh, why we don't take goalies in the top 10, because Oof. goalies are... You, <laughs> and
1: you guys talked so damn much about that today.
0: Yeah, it's goalies are voodoo. And that's the thing, is that you get a goalie and he may not come over to the league until he is 23 24. Spencer
1: Knight and Carter what's Hart, the exceptions
0: sure um, unless you're getting an, an amazing goalie who goes to that next level and just shows out and in in overseas stats can be kind of and even college stats at, at that are kind of Weird for goalies, if you look at someone like Philip Larson, granted he was not drafted high, he showed great stats at every level he was at, and then he gets to Grand Rapids and falls on his face, and then he goes back to Toledo, and he's bad and good, and then he goes to Austria... And I haven't really seen anything from Philip Larson in Austria. don't Asha know what's going to happen. Because I've basically written off Philip Larson already uh, with injury. That's the thing with goalies, too, is that the injuries can derail their entire career. Oh, yeah. That's the I mean thing. That. And
1: go across the board, but especially a goaltender, at least in this sense.
0: So this season, Philip Larson played six games for Altuma in the Allsvenskan and had a three-five-four goals against and an eight-eight-three save percentage. And he played, oh geez, ten games for the Frederick White Whitehawks in Denmark doing this again. Are we are,
1: are we trying to say stuff again?
0: That's that's the easiest one I've had. Frederick Chauvin, F-R-E-D. It's, I guarantee
1: it's nothing like that. F R E D E R I K S H A V N. When we were trying to say Svesh Lincoln or whatever it was, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even trying it anymore because it hurt my head to hear the actual translation.
0: Yeah, huh. but this is this is clear cut. I'm sounding it out phonetically. Frederick Chauvin, See, White that's Hawks. That's
1: where you, you. That's what you. Can't Denmark.
0: Do. 10 games, an 889 save percentage. There's,
1: there's probably a B sound in there.
0: It's just, uh, but there's no accents <laughs> Exa- or umlauts exactly, or anything exactly. in there. See. But uh, yeah, 10 games, an 889 save percentage, which again, <laughs> not good. So but We don't know much else after, outside of that. No, but I would say now, I mean, you're top. And again, we, we begged Keith Petrozelli to be signed, and he hasn't been signed yet. But he doesn't so, have to be. No, he doesn't have to be if he elects to go back to school. And you never know, he could
1: be holding out until training camp. After the draft
0: or training through. camp, yeah. yeah.
1: Give him, maybe you give him a summer, tell him things that he needs to work on, and then maybe something's going to happen then come Maybe. Fall. maybe I don't that's know. where we finally see some movement there.
0: I think that, though, and again, this all goes back to Every year they say there's this goalie that's amazing and just going to take the world over. Like, Spencer Knight was... two Was it two seasons ago, Spencer Knight? Mm-hmm. Last season was Askarov. This season's Wallstead. Who's it going to be next season? And, I mean, like... I am not comfortable taking a goalie in the top ten simply because of how weird the goalie position is, how long it takes goalies to develop, and the... And how badly they need to score goals. Well how how the jump in competition between each level is just that much harder on a goalie than it is on on forwards and defense for most yes so I would say sure if Casa is there with pick 22 or 23 or whatever the Washington pick ends up being after the lightning series we'll know but if Casa's there and you can take him there if you want to package that Washington pick with a second rounder and still there at 15, go ahead and do it. But I'm not taking him at number six when we need more depth scoring. We could use a top pairing left defense. Now, not to say I think our defensive pipeline is our strongest pipeline. By far, at this point. But I don't think there is a clear top pairing left defense on the team or in the pipe. There are plenty of guys that could probably slot there and do okay. There are guys that are top four guys. There are guys that are probably going to play no lower than second pair, but I don't think you have a top guy. And you need depth scoring. You need pure goal scorers. You need, I mean, you need a lot. And I think Mm -hmm. defense, you can win a Stanley Cup with good goaltending. You don't need elite goaltending to win a Stanley Cup.
1: No, you can pretty much say that's the case with, some of these Detroit teams. Yep. But granted, you look at Vernon, you could argue Osgood as Hall of Fame goaltender.
0: Sure you you can, but you'd be wrong.
1: Dominic Hasek.
0: Yeah. Well, Dom, arguably the best goaltender of all time.
1: I'm just looking at some of these Stanley Cup teams and then you go back to Osgood. I mean, these guys are all, you look at their career stats and what they did in the playoffs in a very, very different league still went, Above and beyond what was necessary and what was needed to make sure their team kept stayed alive. How many so, hands
0: do you need to count? How many Stanley Cups carry prices won? I know,
1: but right? he's, pl- he's playing at that elite NHL goaltender level again.
0: Sure, was Marc Andre Fleury the reason that the Penguins won those cups? Um,
1: you could argue that.
0: I could argue that Malkin and Crosby were the reason that the Penguins won those cups.
1: Yeah. It's it, a you goalie just, is your last you line of defense. Yeah, but you can't be just good enough.
0: You can could be just team, good enough.
1: Could a better team win it with Jonathan Bernier? I think so. But you're <sighs> sure? You're pushing it. You're pushing it, though.
0: I I'll tell you that you can you can be just good enough.
1: Well, you got We're now we're seeing what uh, Carolina can do because Nadelkovich is is out. So Mrazek is back in. Who's is that that's just good enough technically with one of those guys. We you know really that Mrazek can play well enough to get the team there, but how how long is he going to stay consistent to be at that point? That's
0: it. You need a goalie that can go on a hot streak. That's what you need. Look at that. Because hash. sure, Mrazek can win you they have an elite talent. Sure, Mirazek will win you 3 games, but then he'll let in two soft goals and lose you a series.
1: Yeah. Oh, wait, wait really? We're going to talk about that?
0: So, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's the people saying, people saying we should just get Peter Mrazek back. And it's like, no, nah, no, we shouldn't. I mean, Please we don't should say we those things. Them,
1: but that's, that's the point.
0: So that's Andre Vasilevsky, picked number 19, has won a mm-hmm. Stanley Cup. There's a thing, he's a, an elite goaltender, one of the best goaltenders in the entire league.
1: He also has some of the most elite players in front of him.
0: Sure, but he on his own. Oh, if you yeah. put Vasilevsky in Detroit, they win. Minimum five more games. Let's say he
1: steals five, or if not more.
0: Minimum. This season in a shortened season. Oh, yeah. In a, in a full season, 10, 11 games. Because we, we saw
1: how many times Bernier and Grice were left out to dry. Sure. But they, granted, they had to save their own ass, which did happen plenty of times, but they were under constant fire.
0: Yeah. And, but okay, now look at Carter Hart. Huh. Look at Carter Hart this season versus last season. So that's that's the reason I'm I'm always hesitant to take a goal in the top 10, because the top 10, you're going to get a, a very good forward or defensive prospect. But Carter Hart was picked in round two, number 48 overall. Carter Hart had an amazing season last season and then fell on his face this season. Um, Which he, he,
1: wasn't he hurt a little bit this year, too? though?
0: Sure. But again, he for uh, this season, 27 games played three point six, seven goals against eight eighty seven save percentage. That's not good.
1: Not great. No, but I also wonder how much of that was due to injury. And was he playing through something? Because there was some games you're just like, What's see what's going on here. Because I like watching him play. I love watching him when he came in last season.
0: Yeah. And I mean, look at someone like Elvis Merz Lincolns drafted round three, number 76 overall last season, a 2.35 goals against average and a 9.23 save percentage in 33 games. This season, a 2.77 goals against and a 9.16 save percentage in 28 games. That's a round three goalie. You don't need to take a goalie in round one. You don't need Mm. to take a goalie in round one. You definitely don't need to take a goalie in the top ten. I think like I said, it comes
1: down to what your goaltending coaching is going to do. Sure. And how that how you're going to improve what you have. And hey, what do you know? Columbus is a manny legacy.
0: Yeah. Uh, look at. Former um, Red Wing. Look at. I mean, perfect example. Jonathan Bernier.
1: Yeah.
0: Would would. I'm not going to say Toronto because Campbell. Look at Campbell. Campbell played great. Campbell's not a first round pick. Jonathan Bernier was a first round pick. He was drafted number 11. Look how not good he was until this not this season but last season.
1: Yeah, last two years fantastic. First year with Detroit. Uh what you doing, bud?
0: In a really I mean he played 55 games for Toronto in 2013-14 and had a 2-7 goals against and a 92 save percentage. So he's had some good years. Mm-hmm. But Bernier throughout his career has not been consistent. And, and he was drafted by L.A., number, number 11, in the 2006 draft. He played one, two, three, four, five seasons with the Kings. And, I mean, w- what year did the Kings win the Cup? Was that?
1: 14 and 12.
0: Yeah. So when the Kings won the Cup, Bernie was on both those teams? No, he was only on one of those teams. He was on the 2012 team, the 2011-12 team. He played 16 games, had a 2-3-6 goals against, and a 90.8 save percentage.
1: Both behind Quick, correct?
0: Both behind Quick. So you drafted a guy in the first round, and Jonathan Quick was a third-round draft pick, number 72 overall, and outplayed your number 11 draft pick. Well,
1: there you go.
0: So it, it, it's not, to me, not worth it. No. Because Especially you can, I think you can much easier project the trajectory of a forward or a defenseman than you can yeah. a goalie.
1: And the other thing, too, and granted, Carey Price is an anomaly majority of the time, but but the way that the game is anymore, you can't rely on that single goaltender. You can, but it's dangerous. Like, not too many teams have a Tuka Rask. Not too many teams have a Vasilevsky or a Carey Price. So, like, we've seen Carolina switching goalies. We've seen... I mean, Hellebuck has been standing on his head in Winnipeg, but is he going to remain the starter? We've seen him go back and forth out there as well, and he's considered a top-ten goalie. So if you have that guy that you know can be relied upon, I think that's what's important. But it doesn't mean that you it's going to be a first-round pick because it likely is not going to be.
0: I don't know. I just think that for all these people that say, take the goalie, take the them, they yell it every year, take the goalie, mm-hmm. take Askarov, take Wallstadt It's... I don't think that, and even, and Iserman may have slipped or he may have been throwing people off. He he made the comment during his press conference is that we've got players of all positions in the top 10, and he said, well, maybe not goalie. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that just goes back to... That was the comment that uh, Martin was talking about, right? Well, well, yeah, yep. So that's, I think that... That it's smart not to take a goalie in the top 10 just because, like I said, you can better project a forward or a defenseman at that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, they know far better than we do. We're just a couple of a drunk idiots behind a mic. But hey,
0: I've only had two Oberons.
1: I've only, okay, that's fair. I've only had, I, what was my first beer? I don't even remember what it was. It was something totally off the wall. a dark horse beer. It was a raspberry tart oh. ale. It was really good, actually. But, but no, I mean, there. whatever happens is going to happen, and we'll have to deal with it. But because of what, as we said, what this team still needs, we know that goalies are going to be hitting the market. We know that the cap, yep. there's going to be casualties of decent goaltending that's out there as a stopgap. Columbus is not,
0: still going to have to give up a goalie. <laughs>
1: most likely. It, you know, no, yeah, they will. And they, they could also lose someone via... Their better option would be to try to trade someone so yep. they don't lose them for free to Seattle. Yep. So that's gonna be fun to watch. But but no, my point there is just let the market play itself out. You're gonna get someone. Bernier has already said he wants to come back, so I think you're setting goalie for at least another one to two years, if not more. So I don't know. I, I I'm I'm on the fence, I'm indifferent. I know you don't want it to happen and I, I I totally understand why I'm
0: vehemently against it.
1: Yes, but I could still see it happening in a way, but it would be with the latter of our first round picks. Yeah. And that
0: I'm okay with. Absolutely. Um, We'll see. Yeah. I think that's what we've got to talk about. I think we're going to wrap it. I want to get your final thoughts before we sign off. Um,
1: final thoughts. I don't know if I, what do I got today? It's, uh, we're still going through some playoff action and craziness. Bodies are flying. Official Officiating, I think, is the worst I've seen in
0: several years. <laughs> Mark Shifley six-game suspension? Four. Four-game suspension. Sorry, it should have been a six-game suspension, but it's playoffs and no history.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's uh, playoffs have still been fantastic. It's great, as I said before, to see the crowds back there. It's still criminal that Canada hasn't figured their shit out. Because that can't that Montreal Toronto Series deserved a packed house or at least half a crowd. and it was just it, so much, fantastic fan craziness lost. Are you saying
0: but, that those players deserved things to be thrown at them when they lost game seven? <laughs> okay, touche.
1: <laughs> touche. No, it would have just been an ice full of jerseys at that point.
0: Bags on people's uh, heads.
1: But uh, but no, it's. I mean, the playoffs, it's been fantastic. As far as the draft goes and positioning, all we can do is wait to see what happens with the, that sixth overall pick. It's been made blatantly obvious with everyone as we've talked about it. Moe Sider and Phil Phil Zadina, the last two number six picks by Detroit in consecutive seasons, has worked out pretty well for him. So we'll see what happens. All you can do,
0: Ryan, is your draft research this next week.
1: Is that what we're talking about next week? That's what we're going to do. Okay, we'll see how that goes. I have, what, four days to actually think about that type (laughs) of stuff, and that's definitely not going to happen with what my schedule looks like. My schedule through the weekend, and since it's already, you know, thursday um if monday is going to be draft talk i'm going to be looking windows the whole time <laughs> so unless so got uh, so a, a normal
0: recording ap- session oh cool yeah thanks. <laughs> uh, th-
1: so unless you've got a surprise ace up your sleeve by pulling tony in um yeah let me know how about this greg y- you let us know what guys you would like us to do a little bit of research on and then my- probably monday i can get that done beforehand
0: give you a list
1: yeah, there we go. We can we can do a a, a spotlight, if right. you will. Does, does that sound good? That's is that, fair. Can we agree upon
0: that? Okay. That's fair. I'll give you a list. All right.
1: uh, now, now that now my ramblings are are done, um, yeah. R.D. Ryan, thirty three.
0: Yeah, my final thoughts are going to be: get excited. The draft is so the the most wonderful time of the Red Wings' year is coming up. The draft and free agency. So we'll see what happens with, the, especially with another expansion. Uh the Vegas expansion was exciting. This expansion should be exciting, especially the action around it. Is Carlo dead? He
1: got fucked up.
0: Yeah, it's like he pushed it, it, both it, it, of his shoulders together.
1: Yeah, something like that. Like um, he, he didn't it bad. seemed like a pretty like oh, common hit. Down the tunnel. Yep. He's he he wobbled off. Yeah. He,
0: well, he, that's sort of a <laughs> to derail my final thoughts. Um but yeah, tied it too. Yeah, get excited that uh, that that stuff's coming up because it's the future of the team, and we'll just build upon what we've already got with Mo Sider and big guys like Elmer Soderblom and and Jonathan Berggren signed, and that's that's yeah, the, the kind of the stuff Swedish we have to look forward to. Swedish mafia
1: is about to return.
0: Yeah, it's the kind of stuff we have to look forward to. So you can follow me online at Bringing the Wing. You can follow the Grindline podcast online at Grindline Pod. You can find us wherever podcasts are listed. We are now on Acast. That was a. A recommendation from people uh, to get on Acast. So we are now there, which is apparently one of the biggest podcast platforms available, especially overseas. So we're there now. Uh, We like to give a shout out to the Hockey Podcast Network, who so graciously hosts us and spreads our podcast far and wide to the different corners of the universe. You can follow them online at HockeyPodNet. We also like to give a shout out to Howie's Hockey Tape, where if you use promo code GRINDLINE at checkout, you get 10% off your order. If you say use that same promo code at Bring Hockey Back, you get 12% off. Uh, Founders is awesome. They are the official beer of the Grindline podcast and you can also find all of our merch at Redbubble if you go to redbubble.com and search The Grindline. You will find all our stuff there. I think we are going to get some merch soon to do some giveaways to people because uh, from what I hear people love receiving free t-shirts in the mail. Yeah. Um, I do. I love when packages show up to my doorstep. I'd like a
1: hat. So we need to talk to Tyler. We
0: need to get Tyler's ass in gear. That's why he doesn't want to come on. He's embarrassed. (laughs) But uh, that's, uh, that's all we got for tonight. So for Ryan, I am Greg. You stay classy, Hockey Town.